Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and well, whatever you feel like you're doing and are tonight, no judgment here, except for the person that will be under severe judgment tonight. And I'm talking about our good friend, Mr. Sparky Wood. All right. This gentleman, hey, hey. Ray, this gentleman, Ray, yeah. has chosen mm -hmm. to spend his evening with us, right? Talk about his lawn. He is in uh, the upstate is my honor. regions of New York, uh, in, in, in the state of New York. Not the, uh, like, we're not talking like White Plains, Yonkers, and all that stuff on the north side of the city. No, we're talking no, about. That's not upstate. The upper part of the state, right? So, uh, upstate, best state. Uh, we we do know we have quite a few people that we know from that area, right? Uh, so we know. Yes, we do. Uh, it's crazy because I never hear you guys talk about it. Yeah, so we have uh, a good friend, Kevin Shepard. He's up there in Rochester. So uh, also, uh, I don't, don't have any of the merch right now, but uh, I want feature dot com. A uh, good friend of ours, and uh, yeah. there's a couple other folks up there too. I want to say. Uh, but anyway, regardless, listen, you're here. I you are the chat. representative. You are the distinguished gentleman from New York who we'll be speaking with tonight. And uh, we are so honored and grateful to have you. Matt currently is on his way home from work right now. So he's got, oh, probably about a 90 minute commute. So he's probably going to be watching us on the tubes in the car while driving. So he's probably not going to participate in this chat, but he likely will be here for the after show. Uh, and if you don't know about the after show, the best way to find out, check that out. Go ahead and check us out, www.patreon.com forward slash burn of a turn. You can go on there, click become a member, and you get exclusive after show content on this show and also our podcast known as Burn of a Turn, which tapes on Sunday night, drops every week on Wednesday, except for our Patreon members who get it right after the show on Sunday night. So without further ado, Ray, are you excited to talk about Cool Season Grass? Because it's been a minute since we had a... Uh, a cool season DIYer on here, and I listen. I always love no, cool uh, season grass. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. And you know, for me, I get to live vicariously through <laughs> all of the cool season guys. I'm telling because... you. Now listen. Go ahead. Hey, go ahead. you have some good, great advice, right? I've, I've heard some of your no, advice. No, it's, I, it's I, dead I, on. I, I, I get to live vicariously because for me. To be honest with you, should I ever be transported north of the Mason-Dixon line, my dream lawn would be either bent grass or low-cut Kentucky bluegrass. All right, we're we're working with something here now. That would be that. I would, I would love to do low-cut. I would love it. Oh, we're gonna talk about you and your low-cut. Don't you worry, but. I, I was uh, waiting for it. I knew it. I knew it. Part. Listen, okay, I'm here to enable everybody, right? To take you to where your wildest dreams are, right? And make you take one more hit and go past that and get just a little bit higher. That's what I'm here to do, right? So, uh, Okay, I, I'm not sure if my wife would, ask, would, would agree, but, you know, she's like, she'll be like, why are you out? Why are you still out mowing? It's It's been four hours. What are you doing? Oh, well, listen, listen, listen. A labor of love, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's... There are far less healthy habits that you could have in your life than taking care of your lawn. I would tell you that fact, <laughs> right? The fair thing to say. Now, Ray, what you sure. didn't know is that, uh, you know, Jesse and I have planned a little intervention here. We're, you know, just as I am about to try and uh, convince uh, some of our, our good friends in the northern half of the country to grow Bermuda here in the very near future, 
I want you. I want you to FAFO, man. I want you to just. We, we, I'm going to send I, you. I out did some it all last seed. year. I'm going to send I'll you some right bluegrass now. seed, and you can just grow it in Hawaii. It'll be fun. It'll be great. All right. So yeah, we're yeah, planting you know that what? seed you in your head now. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, because Do some blue for blue a while. Muda? Yes. No, yes. Yes. With, see. No. No. No, I told I toyed with the idea of Lujoiza tolerant. No, Lujoiza, oh god! <laughs> oh, please don't, please don't. I mean, it's like see, having uh, bluegrass in uh, fescue. It just looks awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because I, because Zoisha is kind of my my nightmare. I mean, Zoisha is kind of my nightmare grass, actually. Yeah. And zoysia and fine fescue—that's that's the one that we'll have to really go icing I like on the cake. Fine fescue. It actually it goes, I have it goes wrong in with, well with. Yeah, yeah. It goes in well with what? In, in the well right with, place with bluegrass. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can make it bluegrass. Some some perennial rye. It fits right in. You can't even tell. That's Unless what it's I like want to do. Super thin. Then then you kind of notice, but you hope it eventually blends in. Yeah, there's there's some texture issues there and yeah. some herbicide yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. We had that. We had that discussion with somebody. I can't remember who that was, Ray. Not not too long ago, but in any event, it didn't all right, seem hey, to listen. mind. It didn't seem to no? mind my 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 miso trial that I put down. Okay, all right. I was all surprised. Right. Okay. Didn't even yeah. mind it. Didn't even flinch. So it was okay. Let's, with it. let's back cool. Let's back okay this up and let's let's talk about. Let's give you the interview question. All right. So somehow, in some way, shape, or form of the universe, you've ended up on the show tonight because. Uh, clearly, in at least the space Thanks, of Matt. lawn care, and at least in the, in the case of lawn care, you are a degenerate, uh, just like us. Uh, and I know <laughs> that much. you have loved ones watching, and I don't mean that in real life. I just mean when it comes to this stuff, you've clearly devolved down to a level where uh, only the uh, uh, most insane people will uh, cohabitate. So with that being said, how did you get here? Like, what was the journey from... I'm a person that, you know, a regular person growing up, um, and were you taking care of the lawn back then? And then now you are full-fledged, like you've done a renovation, you got this big yard, like yep. what is going on and how do we get here? So that that's a that's an excellent question. I love it. I have been um I've been listening to you, yeah. RK and R D and uh on the on the podcast. Originally I started mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan Knorr. And then I, I worked my way over to the Grass Factor, um, and uh, you know I I, I, I worked around uh, I uh, the Green Doc. I I haven't watched his mm-hmm. show yet, but I, I'm sure I will soon. Yeah. Uh, I've mm-hmm. I've watched some Aussies, and uh, I've been I've been getting around. Uh, I love I love Bermuda. I love I love looking at it. <laughs> I'm so scared to put it out because there's so much ryegrass out here. <laughs> It's just gonna ha- it's just gonna croak. Yeah, it's uh, just so that, much. Yeah, that we'll get there. We'll get there on the on the Bermuda in upstate New York. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll, I I'll I'll do a sand pit out back, and we'll put some Bermuda, in and we'll see what happens. I got somebody doing that here in far northern Ohio, and 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 we'll see what happens this year. But yeah, I think it might work. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think what I'll probably do, Ray, when except I for when it's like negative forty. That's okay because you know why I think it would work in your area. Right, because the snow. you're, yes, you get yep. sixty plus inches of snow a year, and that is a hell of a insulator. And so I think I think there's a chance there. 
The only thing that would be detrimental would be if that snow starts to melt midwinter when you get a little bit of a thaw, then you get an ice layer under there, and then you Dude, have run it. Little... This year, yeah, was crazy yeah. for snow. Was absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. We didn't have snow on Christmas, or, or we had like a small dusting on Christmas. It was insane really? this year. Yeah. Huh. And then no, we just got I, I... all our snow within like two months, and it was like now it's it's gone as of like last month. So yeah, that it that's that's kind of what we experienced here in Ohio, not to the same degree of what uh, you know lake effect snow in western and northern New York is like, but I get what you're saying, hundred percent. So okay, so yeah. you you kind of have kind of moved your way and bounced your way through the tubes and you know at what point did you go out and look at your lawn and we're like ah like i don't like the way that looks like so, what got you so to it, that point and like take us through that process of you get started right and what happens so the the big issue was i started watching ryan Nor and he, he gives all this great advice and everything like that and i i'm out there on my i had like a small craftsman and it wouldn't cut evenly, which was driving me nuts. Um, so I mowed a little bit higher. I flattened one of the tires on one side because it because it didn't level. <laughs> that's, that's you know, genius, like a like a redneck that that wants wants it wants it level. Yeah. Um, so I went out there, mowed a little bit higher. You know, went went a little bit higher, and then uh, eventually I I just said, gotta bite the bullet. Bought my uh, Toro. Um, mm. Uh, Toro 50 inch with the my ride, yeah. Okay. This this yeah. was uh, so there's a craftsman right behind the. Um, look at that! Look at that beast back there. You know that tractor back there is probably worth like double whatever it was paid for back in the day. Like oh oh is... yeah, and we sold it for a half of what it was worth at the time because I, oh, I wanted really? it gone and I didn't. Yeah, I was. Oh. It, it, it's a it's a sore subject. I don't want to I don't want to get into it too much. All right, all right, all right. Well, <laughs> okay. and as so, you can see, I have lots of projects going on, so you can see all the mess right there, and it's it's, it's messy, always trust me. This, see some this is actually. To, well, yeah, there's that. Um, so this is actually over a year old. It's completely different now, but this is the one I found. So I was like, ah, I'll send it out. So it works. The time cutter there works great. Um, mm-hmm. I bought it. I bought it at like three and a half grand. It's I think it's at like mm-hmm. four and a half now because of inflation. And oh everything. yeah, the Toro it's stuff insane. is all gone. It, going all nuts. Yeah. All the way up. Toro's gone crazy. So, so tell me about this my ride thing because I mean. That looks so like an ingenious thing, and I never see that on a commercial mower. So, what 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 is that? Well, does that really actually, help? Tori actually has it on their some of their commercial uh, lineups now. Um, mm. So I think it's their lower end. So if you actually have a nice nice lawn, you, you probably don't need it. If you have a nicely nicely mm-hmm. smoothed lawn, our lawn mm-hmm. is not smooth at all. I'm gonna have to roll that thing every week until it's smooth, basically. There's there's some pretty big dips. I might I might have to do another renovation to get it smoother. But oh, here we go. Here's an old 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 picture of it. Oh wow. Uh, oh wow. So look at that. So this this leads me into to what I did. Um. <laughs> I, I, okay okay here we go. Um. So last year, we uh I did a full. Full renovation. Well, not a full partial renovation. Let's let's be let's be uh, correct here. So I did. Um, it started with you know a couple post post emergent applications, um, some weed and feeds. Started there, 
and then I worked my way into I worked my way into some uh, crossbow. Uh, later in the year, I, I was laying down some uh, lots of applications. I was mowing like crazy. Lots of applications in the spring, in the summer, <laughs> um, and eventually, I uh, I I uh, did some crossbow um, with a. Get this right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I did a full year application of uh, uh, crossbow. Were you um, with the hose end sprayer? Uh, if you read the directions, that's not recommended. Uh, yeah, and I did, because, uh... and, and I did it over four thousand square feet because I, I I was moving along at one ounce, and I moved along, and I was like, I'm almost gone. Maybe I should lower it a little bit, and I lowered it, and I and I kept going, and I was like, okay, this is still bad. This is still bad, and I didn't realize it, but I also did it at. Two o'clock in the afternoon, with the with the sun beating Whoa. down on it. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, okay. Quick question. Yep. How well did the neighboring trees love that? Uh, there was no neighboring trees. I mean, I mean, not 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 you're, really. You're, no, you because the only reason why I ask is because. Yep. The vapors coming off of a crossbow application, yep, will do as much or more damage than spray drift. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I have like firsthand experience with what happens when a herbicide volatilizes or vaporizes, and you think that. Oh, you're okay because it's not windy. You don't see any spray drift, and you come back a week later, and everything yep. around that site is curling up and dropping leaves. Oh yeah, yep. And it's that's because I noticed it next day, Ray. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> it, mostly it was just the lawn. Luckily, it was just the lawn and the uh, nimble yeah, well, well there that you saw in that picture. Yeah, well, it's great for Nimblewill. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna want to kill Nimblewill, go right ahead, spray as much crossbow on there with a hose end sprayer. It'll die, I promise. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> Nimblewill is a is a weak uh, weak grassy weed. So yeah, too much crossbow will probably do do the job on it. But yep, it's all I'm gone. It's, it looks that, great now. Is that yeah that uh, similarly if you do it. At the wrong time, though, and under the wrong circumstances, yep. Yep. man, you can wipe out an entire neighborhood. You can wipe out an entire neighborhood. And uh, luckily, luckily, I, I did it. It was two o'clock in the afternoon and it wasn't too hot. I think it was only 80. Only 80. OK, OK, that that would, that would be your saving grace because yep, that, I feel like that definitely saved me. Yeah, because my experience with. A herbicide vaporizing happened on a day when it was like 90 oh. humid yep. and windless and safe to say I made a tree get naked <laughs> instantly or like and next day a- what are we talking here next day next day I mean I'm I'm, I'm sure the they day. normally just get naked for you but 
No, 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 no. You see, uh, stuff don't stuff don't strip for a. <laughs> stuff doesn't. That's strip not what for Sheila a. said. That doesn't. It... That's right, <laughs> Sheila. Listen, <laughs> it's only after, it's only after a uh, my uh, a, a non injury accident, right? That uh, that happens, right? To settle up, right? You know, no need, yeah. no need to, no need to worry about deductibles. We'll just, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep it on the up and up here. So, all right, so, uh, <laughs> I. What? Yeah, I, I, I could keep going, man. I, I didn't finish my entire ahead, story yeah. of last year. Oh, it, ahead, it gets go. even sparkier. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so did you I... just make your name a verb, or <laughs> I yes. did. He did. You sure did. Wow. <laughs> take it in. Take it in. <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking it in. I, I, you know, it's it's always interesting when somebody. Uh, makes their name a different part of speech than what it actually is of a noun. So, but <laughs> I, I applaud the effort. I'm not mad. I'm I'm just trying to take it out. Sparky, trying to figure out where and how we can use that somewhere else in the show. So I will figure out a way to weave that in later on. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what happened. So at the end of last year, it was starting to go. Um, things were starting to go dormant. I have a lot of um, hostas do not too ready. Actually, the hostas were in the back, so we're good. Um, <laughs> so. The I did a final application of uh, Tricopier at the end of the year when everything was starting to go dormant. It was around October. It was still pretty warm. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff did absorb it. Um, I had a lot of broadleaf weeds, um, so it was perfect for that. So I had a lot of Creeping Charlie um, and a lot of um, broadleaf plantains. Um, and I did hey. <laughs> double Ooh, the wow. rate. I did double the rate because I knew it was going dormant. So I wanted to, I only had one application to get it in and I did double the rate. Oh yeah. Well, that was, that, that's actually a different story about that. Like we can, we can get to that. Oh too. So that's, my God. Uh, that, that's, that's a completely different story. We, we can talk about that too, <laughs> but I did a final application at the end of the year and uh, did double the rate and so they, so they suggested four ounces per thousand. So I did eight thousand or eight ounces per thousand. Um, what ended? What was what this? Which herbicide? Uh, just triclopyr. It was um oh, a Bayer oh. tri- tri- triclopyr in it. Okay. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. Was, it was, was, double... it, was that the or- ortho chickweed and clover killer? Was it that stuff? Uh, I, because I think, uh, if no. I'm not mistaken. Or was it the beer brush and poison ivy killer? Yes, the tough brush. Yes. Oh, tough brush. Ooh, eight percent. Okay. Uh, and Ryan, that stuff is eight percent triclopyr amine. So nope. it's pretty, it's pretty mild. But even at that, uh, that will do the job on stuff because of the triclopyr. It will burn shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, It'll and did uh, so. So at the end of before, actually, that brings me to the other topic. There, I did like a partial innervation after I killed it with the crossbow. I went through, scalped the yard, got all the clippings up, went through, put some uh, turf blue pro on it from uh, mm-hmm. uh, Barnbrook, um, and then mm-hmm. put some perennial ryegrass Parkside. Just mixed it in there, um, and it uh, it came out well. Um, and it all looks good. And then I go through and I spray this triclopyr on it, double the rate, 
and actually it was probably way way over they recommended four ounces per gallon i did eight ounces per gallon it was 32 ounce thing so i threw it in i was like okay so i have to walk pretty fast i normally walk pretty pretty gosh darn fast i want to do an entire blanket application i ended up doing 128 ounces and about 13,000 square feet bro <laughs> bro i, 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 I uh, what are you spraying I'm, this I'm not... out of? what are you spraying this out of oh uh my uh my chaplain the um 20 chaplain, yeah yep the uh 20 volt I, I may have actually sent it um it's uh, uh I, okay you did not but i got the... this we got a link yeah there's there's yeah, some description below but it oh, does i do this is good I do have a 20 ounce chaplain. Um, I bought it at Walmart half off. So good, good deal. Look at that. I did not half have a phantom nozzle on. Look at that. There it is. That's pretty good. Um, you didn't have you didn't have a you didn't have a fan, fan nozzle on it. So you just uh, uh, yep basically uh, sprayed first and asked questions later. <laughs> it was fine because because guess what the KBG was just about out. It was just about dormant. And you can tell mm-hmm. where I sprayed a little extra in spots because that KBG was gone. And so were the weeds. Mm. <laughs> but the good news is, good news is, Ray said, and I listened to this, and he's absolutely 100% right, I, uh, it came back. It came back. So you can spray a little extra, and it'll, it'll come back. It depends on the time of the year. But you, you, you were fortunate, I think, on the timing and everything like that. All right. Real quick, let's back up the truck for just one second. All right. Okay. This sprayer, when did you get it? Because you got a great uh, deal on it, by the way. It's two hundred. Oh. I just looked it up. Two hundred and ten dollars for that right now. Oh yeah. yeah what yeah. I'm seeing. Yep. So What's, I got well, it at how long Walmart. Did you get that? So so FYI, um, at the end of the season, oh, um, right around September October, you can get a bunch of deals on seed, and um, sprayers sometimes. Um, if they're trying mm. to get rid of it, no, 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 you can't. Yeah, no, I did, I did, man. I got three hundred pounds of the Pro Mix. Uh, it's the green bag. Uh, at Walmart, I forget what it's called. Get the name brand, but it's a green bag, green and black. It's Pro Mix. It has a KBG in it, so some rhythms, um, some Boreal, um, some other, some other, um, some a bunch of perennial ryegrasses, uh, medium to fine blade blade types which is perfect i love the look of that um mm-hmm. so i got i got close to 300 pounds or more than 300 pounds um it was a dollar no five dollars five dollars a bag originally 30 zero percent weed weed seed in it wow um yeah i was i was pretty happy about it considering the uh burn five dollars a bag yeah buddy it was it was expired. It was expired, but only by oh. like a month, like a month, a month, only a month, only a month. It still works. It works great. That's what we, we you know, what we need, you know, we need that section of Walmart where there's just bags of stuff that's unmarked, like, you know, the canned goods that the label falls off on and you buy them for like 10 cents. You have no idea what's in them. That's what we need in turf. <laughs> we need the scratch and dent bin of turf. I'm telling you. And they just out in the middle of nowhere. Five man, bucks. You can find these deals. I believe it. I believe it. And I'm saying that's what we need. Uh, somebody set this up that's listening. That's I'm not telling anybody us. where I got it. Scratchanddentturf.com. 
you pay five bucks for each item and you have no idea what you're going to get. It's not going to have any label with it. You're just going to have to figure that shit out. I, geez, Somebody I hope do it's this. not like mixed seed or something. Uh, who knows, man? I mean, it, it could be. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, anything's anything. possible. Anything's I'm not getting, possible. I'm not getting that, that spicy or sparky, you know? Uh, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody would be into that, I'm sure. So, um, so okay. On the sprayer, let's talk about calibration real quick because that's I did get a fan tip for it. I got a fan tip what for it. No worries. Tip? I so I bought a fan tip off uh, Do My Own. Um, it works okay. great. I love it. Okay. Okay. I'm uh, I'm and getting the spraying pattern. You... It looks correct. Um, and actually, I just sprayed with it again. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week, I also did a built for seating miso triome um, to the label um, on the entire yard. Um, some spots looked a little uh, little shocked. Some of the KBG looked a little shocked. It looks like I, I uh, wasn't perfect on my application. I did three, uh, so I went crossways one way, crossways the other way, and then I came back really quickly the other way because I noticed I had a lot left over. And I was like, I gotta, I just gotta get it out there. I gotta get out there somewhat evenly. So I was, I was doing a jog, but I got it out there. It's okay. Ooh. It's coming back. It's okay. Ooh. All right, Ooh. let's talk about calibration. <laughs> we gotta talk. I can't. We shall not. I let thought this I had pass. it right this on is... the sideline. Okay, I thought I had it right. A, hey, listen, 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 listen. This is the, you know, uh, are you a sports fan at all, Sparky? H- huge sports fan. I'm a. Chief all right, fan. what's your Actually, favorite sports ba- favorite team? Kansas City Chiefs football. Kansas City Chiefs. All right. You are Patty Mahomes. All right. Okay. And you were supposed to run a simple play, right? Supposed to put the leg out to the right, just like you're supposed to do, except for you did not see that defender, that safety creeping up over the top. You threw the post, and this guy stepped in front of it. And not only did you throw a pick, but this guy dump-trucked your ass into the ground on the way to the end zone. All right, so now, hey, I'm Andy Reid. I'm, I'm, I'm about Andy's size, so I can say this. I have, he's got a better duster than I do, but, you know, hey, we all, we all live you for can work on purpose. It. And, you can do it. Let's uh, see it next I, I don't think I'm, I'm never going to have a good push broom. It's just not, it's just not in my style. I got thin facial hair. It's just not, not going to uh, work. Too. I'll this put some. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying this, to get. Uh, this is a week's worth, right? This is a week's worth, buddy. Yeah, this is this is a lifetime's worth. I'm 38 years old, and this is the best I can do right here. But well, gee, so I mean, this I had to just mow down this morning. God. Yeah, you, Ray, you you just need to dirt that shit, and it'll come back strong. I have no doubt about it. All right. <laughs> so I'm Andy Reid, and you throwing the pick by twice now, just screwing up your 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 calibration so i'm here to help you right i can sit here and chew your ass and grab you by the face mask on the sideline or i can help you go out and throw a touchdown the next pass all right so here's the deal i'm usually so, got... the, so one of the problems was it was a very small particle size and i'm used to a bigger particle size so it was probably like an sgn like 80 or something oh this is you were you were pushing this okay i thought this oh, was yeah. a sprayer i'm sorry no no okay. no no, no still still the spreader we're going to calibrate this one too all right, usually we got to figure. Better. I'm better with my fertilizer applications because because the the particle size on those are usually pretty standard. Usually, you know, I don't I don't know the actual SGN, but they're usually pretty standard. But the built for yeah. seeding Scott's Scott's built for seeding was extremely small. I was yeah, absolutely like floored. SGN. Yeah, super duper small. Yeah, at least to me, anyways. Well, usually, well, usually, uh, Scott's stuff. 
to me comes close to a greens grade fertilizer. Yeah, I mean it, it looks okay, okay, damn near okay, close. Okay. Well, but excuse me. What that means is that then that lends itself to you narrowing down the uh the opening on the on the on the spreader. Yep, yep. And I did that. Kind, and just kind of not quite enough. Just kind of take, clearly. Yeah. Just, and but just kind of take it easy and you know, put it out there. But the flip side of that is is that at least you're not trying to spread something that has particles the size of water softener salt. Yeah, that would be bad. That Have would you be done that before. <laughs> We've all done shameful things, Sparky. We don't want to talk about, right? But anyway, <laughs> no. Uh so listen, Ray, explain explain the importance of calibrating our equipment and let's just start with spreaders and then we can move on to sprayers but you know uh just a, a quick minute on each on the how and the why it's so important yeah well you know calibration is all about knowing how much your equipment is going to put down over a given area and for me what I always like to do is calibrate stuff so that I don't have to be hustling or hauling ass when I'm when I'm putting it out there. I mean, I I like basically to be able to do a slow old man's walk and still nail, you know, my application rate. And so typically the way I get that done is I mark off an area, you know, say 1,000 square feet. And I set up the equipment to what I think will get me close to that, you know, amount of material that I want to apply per 1,000 square foot. I do the test run, see how it goes, and... If I'm close, excellent. If I'm not close, I I know I either I either need to adjust upward or downward. And okay, by the way, if you're doing this with a granule spreader, highly recommended that you change test plots after one run because you don't want to be double dosing that that 1,000 square foot test patch. I uh, I must say, Ray, I uh, I did my side yard and I started at mm-hmm. a rate that's usually normal for a, a bigger grain size. So I started with it at like mm-hmm. a seventeen or an eighteen on my mm-hmm. my spreader. Mm-hmm. There, it was it came out and I was like, "Oh, geez, a quarter of it's gone. I got to go way down." So I went down to like mm-hmm. way lower than I've ever gone, and then it looked pretty good. It wasn't quite perfect, as you can as I can now tell on my lawn. Some of the some of the KBG looks a little upset and white, but it's it's not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I, I I'm 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 getting there. I mean that that SGN size is is tricky. I, I didn't I didn't see it coming. Smacked me in the face. Smacked my lawn in the face. <laughs> well, I mean, so, but uh, a little bit. How bad? Then, but then you grew up that too is kind of why, in a lot of cases, uh. 
we tend not to like to do a lot of stuff through granules, especially not products where application rate or application uniformity is like the make or break for the uh, application. We just rather do an actual liquid spray because with a liquid spray, you're not dealing with varying particle sizes, varying particle densities. It's all, okay, you set up your, your fan tip and you make like you're painting a floor or a wall. And by the way, I find that the easiest guys for me to teach how to spray a lawn are these boys that, for example, have experienced painting cars or painting houses. Yep. Because then I can tell them, this is almost like you working the paint gun in that you want to lay down an even application without any excessive overlap, where in the case of the paint, you overlap too much, that's going to turn into a drip or a run. Uh, you overlap too much on the grass, that turns into an area where the grass is a bit overdosed and you may see a little bit of damage from the herbicide application. But, uh, you know, likewise, uh, when you have a, a liquid application, it's a lot easier in most cases because me personally, yep. I don't fool around with herbicides or fungicides on granules. I just don't do it. Well, I must say it worked pretty well on the dandelions and uh, some of the, it looks like maybe hennebit's coming up or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a three relief weed, some kind of three relief weed. Yeah, it's yeah. Killing it pretty good. Um, that might mm -hmm. also be from the uh, from the seed, because the seed, the, surprisingly, this expensive seed, the Barenbrug seed has point zero one percent weed seed yeah surprisingly not perfect mm -hmm. Wait, not why perfect. why is that i'm i'm i the the cheap stuff at walmart man has point zero zero percent weed weed seed and i i, I buy this more expensive stuff and it, it has it in it what what why would that be well my guess is is that uh as far as i know uh in a in a big field uh quite possible for them to have a, a weed problem you know they might have a weed problem i mean that's just uh how it goes and uh because yeah and i'm guessing Aaron it just doesn't it. get filtered out by the air well because because a lot yeah. of them they go through like an air process they go through a whole some of yeah, you like some a of flotation you probably, probably watch like, like a like a flo like a flotation process where there's air operated uh separation equipment that you know, basically stratifies the seed in a way that weed seeds are of a different density versus the grass seeds. So then theoretically that's supposed to be blown away or, or drop out of the airstream, but then, well, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. Right. And so uh, you can't have that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it, 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 reduces the callbacks of hey I, I had i had some weeds in, in this grass seed what what the hell's going on well it says in the bag 0.01% grass seed you know, However, it probably stops a lot of those calls for me 
especially when you're seeding a cool season grass, you have certain outs regarding your weed control at time of seeding. Uh, uh, and I know you can't do this in the state of New York, but I know in most other states, uh, you can do something at time of seeding that kind of uh, removes a lot of the weed competition during seed emergence. <laughs> Is it that mesotrion application? Because I did that. No, no. Yeah. It's called quin quinclorac. Oh, yes, yes. That's also yeah, a pre-emergent, isn't I'm it? Well Will it stop the seed from okay. from germinating? It sure will. It sure will. But I also know mm. New York New York State law in that uh, technically quinclorac applications in the state of New York are number one, limited to certified applicators, and those certified applicators may only make applications to individual weeds. Interesting know that oh that that's that's new york state's uh you know regulations regarding usage of quinclorac because new york state considers quinclorac a water pollutant does it does it work like it does in hawaii where where if i'm not getting paid i can i can spray it no nope dang it it'll be a licensed applicator in new york state New York state is one of the more stringent states in america when it comes to pesticide registration application requirements and stuff they just won't allow and especially like when you get down towards long island suffolk county like it gets real Mm -hmm. intense so well it's uh, it's, uh, it's unfortunate yeah don't don't yeah don't play around with that because uh in the case of hawaii uh thanks to past contamination incidents basically there's a long list of things that i will never see in this state (laughs) <laughs> yeah so like what the we oh go ahead ray what do you what, what all right i'm gonna ask this, i'm gonna ask it this way ray if you could have one thing that you don't have access to right now chemical mm-hmm. wise what would it be mm-hmm. if you were if you were governor of Wrong hawaii star? for a day celebrant oh that's an easy one that's too easy and, and of all the stuff I why? Do you know why I'd want the acelloprin? What's that? That that would stop the armyworm and the sod webworm, and it'll yeah, do cer- it, it in a very it'll do it in a very environmentally friendly manner compared to how I do it right now. So that that brings in a a, a huge question for from me and probably some other New Yorkers and Pennsylvania people. Army worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we be worried about them? <laughs> I haven't seen them. Uh, I haven't seen them, but. Uh, you're not going to see them right now. Well, no, no, no. no. Of course not right, right now, now, but. Okay. Just should, sure. should, we, should we be worried about them this year? I've been seeing a lot well, of news articles saying they're, they're coming. They're on their way. You know, they're in New York. Um, It depends on who you listen to as far as, uh, you know, entomology. It might be exaggerating. I no, I don't think anybody really knows. I think that's sort of the thing is that uh in you know, classic cases like this where there's been a huge right emergence uh or uh, vectoring of these uh, army worms into certain spaces, you know, historically, 
that the year after traditionally has not been this bad. Well, nobody really knows, you know, what it'll be like over here because, you know, they don't typically uh, populate up here in such great numbers at any given point, you know. So to know how they overwinter in a climate like this, to know, um, you know, how they'll come out and repopulate coming into this year, it's hard to tell. So uh, that would be the first thing. The second thing is uh, it's so cheap and relatively speaking, so cheap and easy to take care of those issues, right? When it comes to, let me make sure that you have access to this. And I think you do. Hey, if Uh, they don't have access to it, I'm sure Amazon will send it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing is, I wish, yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because it's something uh, that a lot of, it's something. I had something they sent that that wasn't legal in the state of New York, and they sent it anyways. Luckily, <laughs> it's limited to indoor applications, so we're we're good. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a man duo. Man duo. Oh yeah. <sighs> Yo, that's spicy. And I knew I know that in the state of New York, uh, there is a, an AI in there that I think is either. Illegal outdoors in New York, in the state of New York? Yes. Yep, that's correct. Yes. And, oh, it goes further because I believe in the state of Hawaii, that active ingredient is banned from the entire state. Yep. 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 But I don't particularly miss that AI because it's kind of a garbage new nicotinoid. I don't think that that highly of it. it it's not that great. I uh, I did use it. It does work well on bees that are in your burring into your house. Um, now you have to be careful. You have to be careful. I did read. You have to be careful on which bees you're spraying because it can spread. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why they don't recommend on honeybees, bumblebees, or anything like that. But if you're uh, if you're one hundred percent sure on the thing that you're spraying. Um, he had, uh, forget the exact, it's a bee that um, only attacks spiders. It doesn't pollinate. There's no pollination. It's a mud wasp, I think. I don't know the exact term. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. they don't pollinate. That is, uh, they don't pollinate. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, mean, yeah, I think uh... the... It's it's going to be a delicate thing to balance in the yes. state of New York just because you do not have access to the ideal solution out there uh, from a chemical standpoint, which would be uh, one of the diamide insecticides. So uh, in the most simplest form, Grubex, right? The the most latest form yeah. of Grubex, you you don't have access to that there. So, well, uh, I, do see, I do see Grubex in the stores, but I don't know so if it's, it's the same s- Grubex. It's not. It's not. So, okay. hang on. Let me find uh, Ryan, out. Ray, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, the, the, the Grubex that they currently allow in New York, but I think that that is going to end up going away sooner than not, is there's Grubex 1, which is imidacloprid. Yep. And then there's That's Grubex here. 2 that has chlorantranilipril. However, imidacloprid is what I consider very... 1990s 
rub control. It's not that great. And that is why I said that if I had my way, uh, I'd have acelaprin everywhere here in Hawaii because acelaprin is super on army worm. William, that is, that is right. It is mud dauber. Yep, that's what it mud is. Mud dauber. Mud dauber. Ooh. It was also, also William's nickname in college. So, yeah, they, uh, they, they don't really, uh, they don't really sting humans, um, at least from what I was reading. So, it's the, so they're not a huge threat to humans, but they were starting to burrow into the house. So I, I just couldn't allow it to happen. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, and, as far as understood. go ahead, as as far as like an insecticide, I do not do any insecticide. I haven't seen too many grubs or enough to to warrant an insecticide application. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, and so that's I, the uh, thing is that's. That's the uh, the rub there with the again with the army worms. If you're asking that question, the easy and obvious answer is the active ingredient, uh, the chlorantranilopril, which Ray mentioned, is not available in New York State because it'll pick up your grubs and it'll pick up your fall army worms. However, given that you're in New York, you don't have it. So the imidacloprid is just not going to do that. So, uh, you know, I think you're restricted not to see. Let me pull this up, Ray. By Fenthrin, New York. I don't know. Yeah, no, Ray, you happen to know? Uh I think by Fenthrin Okay, I know something a quirk about New York law. Anything oh that is la- that is labeled for control of termites mm-hmm. is by default a state of New York restricted use pesticide. So you can't use it. Let's see here. In New York, so uh, this is turf. Uh, it just says golf courses and sod farms, though. Oh, yeah. What a bunch of, yep, turf on golf courses and sod farms here. It can be so hard find to find a else. lot of those laws. It can be really hard. Well, it's going to be on the label. The label is going to dictate yes. where yep. where that's going to be. So that's that's yep. what we're trying to check and see. On some of these labels, you know, where they allow you to spray and... Uh, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. uh, let me see here. So you haven't seen a lot of grubs. You're worried. Did you have fall armyworm damage last year? That was another question I had nope. when you brought that up. Nope. No. So nowhere just... nearby that I noticed. I just happened to see oh, an article about it. Fine. The the, the oh, Google uh, algorithm uh, popped up, and I said, oh, "Okay, I'll listen." Click it. <laughs> no. We're just trying. They're just trying to, they're just just... Trying to scare people, you know, drum up views and scare people because fact of it the worked. matter is, is, yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that I highly doubt that army worm would make its way all the way up to upstate New York. I highly, you know, I'd be surprised doubt that, yeah, what you may see is occasional attack by say what they call bluegrass sod webworm but that's very occasional that's not a very common thing what what does that look like it looks similar to an army worm it's basically it's one of those striped brown green and black caterpillars Oh, and okay. it eats grass, but 
the thing about that is that that sod web that webworm does not exist as like a horde like all the the notorious army worm you know works because the thing about army worm and the reason why they're so bad is because they can literally be like a horde of caterpillars going through an area and just eating everything in their path. I've seen maybe one or two, but not enough to warrant going out there and, and doing anything about it. Sure, sure. Um, so it's not a big issue. Sure. Um, fungicides, yeah, yeah. I mean, and not not a big issue too. Uh, okay. Because yeah, any, how, anybody ever tried uh, milk? Yeah. Well, how's your uh, how's your summertime weather up there? Is it pretty mild? Pretty- yeah, pretty mild. Um, so I'm I'm actually out of uh, nearby Morrisville, um, mm. Morrisville, New York, which is uh, south and uh, east of. What are you laughing about over there? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah, I see you. I'm laughing. I'm I'm laughing about. Uh, I'm laughing about uh, the fact that in New York summertime, I don't like. I'm curious about this because I've had several people tell me like, "Oh man, like it's it's way hotter than you think." It's what and uh, like. It can be. I know that the last. I know the last couple of years you've had some tough summers, but like it wasn't. It was pretty mild last year. I don't think we got a much above ninety. So yeah, how bad is, is it then? That is like, what, what, what's your biggest challenge? Here's my question: in the summertime, like, what's your biggest challenge? That's what I was. That's what I was smiling because I was thinking about next question I was going to ask. And like, what is what is the biggest challenge in the summertime? So if we just take that chunk of June, July, August, what are you like, man? I got to really watch out for this brown patch. Brown patch. And on uh, again, what kind of grasses are we growing here again? Uh, Kentucky bluegrass. Some fine, okay. some fine fescues are in there. Um, some other fescues. Uh-huh. I've been pulling them out slowly as as I notice them by hand. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Some older, okay. really old fescues. They're really wide bladed. They. Uh, I was worried they were a weed and uh, like a like a wild onion or something like that or uh, some some it weird. Out- yeah, it it wasn't. It was it was just. Very thick bladed fescue. I mean, we're talking an inch thick, wide, leaf blade. So, yeah, ugly, like, like K thirty one, something like maybe K31. even worse, maybe even worse, mm. or or some old uh, old pasture variety. Got it. Yeah, Got it, it, was, well. it was darker, so it, so it kind of blended in. So it's it's not too too bad, but it it looks ugly on a on a fine bladed lawn for the most part. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got to watch out for that. So yeah. the brown patch issue. What have you done to address that? And uh, so what's the I, let's put some mitigation strategy there. I happen to watch a GCI uh, turf podcast with a or not podcast a video with heat in it. Um, yep. He uh, he he tried out some milk uh, milk powder. Um. Which supposedly has, yeah, yep, it works. It works pretty good. I was actually kind of surprised. GCI, have you, I have you heard of that, right? Yeah, I've heard of that. It worked pretty good. I was, I was really surprised. I did it as a, a post um, application, not a, not a pre. Although I did, so when I saw it, I did a pre on the rest of the lawn, just in case, um, and then um, I did a post on the one spot that had it pretty bad. It came back after, 
couple weeks, maybe three, four weeks. It, it came back pretty good. You know, you mowed, you mowed off the, the dead, the dead portion or the dying portion and it, it came back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supposed, supposedly, I read a bunch of articles on it. Um, supposedly, maybe even on one form too. Mm-hmm. Supposedly it has the, um, the, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, insects uh not, not small beneficial yeah beneficial to, to, microbes? to the entire lawn yeah microbes thank you okay you're welcome yeah yeah so, here for. so so you give it some milk and theoretically that alters the bacterial and fungal uh balance you know i've also heard of supposedly biological fungicides where the idea is is that you introduce a competitive fungus or bacteria to the area and that stops the disease uh i know it as this one uh, brand name called companion and companion is just a biological culture that you can apply However, in real life, under adverse conditions, the biologicals don't <laughs> just don't perform. Yeah, yeah no, I, I would just don't work. Well, that's what I was curious. It's like, what, what was it? Something that you were trying so, to stay away from a traditional fungicide, or was it something that you were just like, well, I saw this, and and, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. just. Like if yeah. you saw it and you're like, eh, I'll give us a shot. Yeah, it, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was super effective. I wouldn't say go out and spray it for every single application that you're going to get brown necotic uh, ring spot. I wouldn't try it on some of, some of the more um, uh, ferocious uh, fungus, uh, funguses that are out there. And it, it, uh, it works. It works on a very small area. I sprayed the crap out of it. So, um, I mean, I must have put a gallon of a mix. So you mix milk powder in with a gallon of water. It worked. It worked okay. And especially because the grass was so long in this one spot, it was probably eight inches. It was way too long. Way, way, way too long. It fell over on itself. It happens to be right next to our porch on the front that we enter into the house. And it Mm -hmm. comes down in like a valley right next to the next to the porch. Which my lawnmower can't get close enough to mow that, so it tends to get really high, um, especially if it's um, even even string trim. Um, it's, it's can be hard to hard to get it to work. Um, hard hard to get that grass that grass cut. So what do you so do it, there? Do you have do you have a what's the situation to manage? Like, because that's a kind of an important area, like walking in the house or whatever. So, what are you doing in that specific area to try and drill down on that and solve that management challenge? So um, it 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 can be difficult. We do once it gets tall enough, you're able to cut it. It's it's not too bad. But you know, before that, a lot of stuff can happen. It can go really tall. It can get in your way. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, um, it can create other problems like uh, brown patch. Um, yep. Yep. So okay. Luckily, so that the br- no, go ahead. No pythium. Not no no other real diseases. Um, okay. As, as far as that goes. So then the uh, okay, so brown patch being the, the the number one big issue in the summertime. 
I guess you know. So take us take us down the road there. Now you've got you know the the Reno out there. You've got this uh, you know basically an ammunition dump worth of uh, you know uh, Walmart liquidation. You know I'm I'm hearing yeah. you driving to the store and and on the radio it's Sunday 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 everything must go. Five dollar bags of fucking grassy. Like it's it's just I can hear it on the radio playing in the background. But um, what are you gonna do with all this stuff? Like you got it all now, and it sounds like things are going in a positive direction. But where do you go from here, and how can we help you uh, navigate the path right from A to B? So I must say, after I did did my fall run out there. Um, Dandelions, most of them are dead. Most of them are gone. I'm pretty happy Good. with that. I must say, one thing I started noticing is that when all the weeds died, I started noticing poa. Poa, poa, poa everywhere. <laughs> so mm-hmm. much poa. I, uh, and especially with my uh, phosphorus application I had to do because my phosphorus is pretty low. Um, even, I'm not sure if the, the KBG was re- is really hungry for, for phosphorus. Or uh, or not? But Do we have it, a soil test. I have I have two soil tests actually. Oh well, hot damn, J Pink, cube up. <laughs> so so this I'm, one uh, is it's when the microbes were active in the fall. Or yeah, much microbes. No, are we this one's about? this one's this one's from September twenty twenty one here that we're looking at. Uh, the first one was from April. So this one's this one's end of last year. End of last year, and you said the microbes were active. What microbes are we talking about? Well, it seems for some reason. So I had a the previous solo test shows the one I was basing most of my uh, applications off of. Um, this, this, so this this previous ap- application um, was pretty. It, it had it looked like it was accurate, at least from what I could tell. So it had uh, nitrogen uh, was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, it did have it did have some phosphorus in it. Um, mm-hmm. pedi- can you go back to the previous one, JPEG? This oh, is okay. April oh, of this I thought, year. Man, you you have got these graphics way too good, JPEG. That was like I felt I was I was at the uh, optometrist and you were switching. Here's number one. There's two, one and two, and the guy. It's like the guys just sitting there fucking with you because they're the same thing. I swear that's the, your. There's one. There's two. Doc, it looks the same. You got to pick one. Uh, one. So actually, two. Two. interesting, they're not lined up. So. Okay, so soil. which one are we? Let's look, at the, so, let's look at the 21, the oldest one. Can we look at the oldest one first? That's totally that's my the, fault, J-Pink. So the bar graph does not match the one on the right. And that's, that's totally my fault for, for sending it incorrectly. But uh, Okay, um, here we go. 20. Oh, so the data, everything's inverted here, right? So, all right, let me see the raw numbers for the oldest one. Let's start there. And that one will, will be more accurate. It'll have uh, lots of highs and lows in there. All right, lots so this set of data on the right, if I'm looking at raw soil data, yes. this yep. is the 21. It's the September. Yep. Perfect. All right. We're, we're living large. So, um, all right. And you say that this is accurate in what way? Like, it seems, it seems you're fairly just accurate. So, lawn or what you were putting in into the lawn yeah, at that so, time, or what? Yep. So I put a bunch of calcium into the lawn. As you notice, it's quite high. 
Um, I put mm-hmm. a bunch of calcium in in the spring. Um, oh, in what I, I, what form? Uh, granular. Oh, okay. So, like, was it like a organic fertilizer, or what was the the calcium source that you were? Was it just because it was low, or I'm not trying to put you yeah, on the spot. I'm well, just trying to. Well, well I had the from. pH, so I tested the pH before this application um, okay. manually with one of like the um, Lowe's tests. Yep. It seemed pretty yep. accurate to the probe that I put in the ground. So based okay. on those two, I did an I approximate valuation of the pH, and I said, and then "Well, lime. it seems to be a little low. Let's let's add some some calcium." Um, so I did okay. a, I, I did, I want to say forty pounds. So about four pounds per thousand, something like that. Maybe a little more. Okay. Um, just just enough to get it up above. I think it, I want to say it was in the low sixes before the application, and then I did the application, and there's still a bunch of calcium, and the pH was um, was still. I mean, it was still fairly low. So I, I bought some extra calcium. I did another soil test for the pH, and it, it came up a bit. Um, but this. So this soil test was. Um, my fall application after I did a starter fertilizer, um, which is interesting because it says the phosphorus is still low. Mm-hmm. Um, so that indicates just to me that I mean just a bit though. Let's let I mean I, d- two, uh, I don't understand how I don't understand the these uh, the your results portion. It's not in. Is this in parts per million? I have no idea. Can I we tell no you? Can either. I tell you a secret? No. Nobody, nobody has any idea. Even the people that make this test, there's a very strong probability with you know uh, that they don't even know what these mean. Um, so, if for know, anybody on the podcast, we're looking at a soil test from uh, Yard Mastery. Um, okay, my, so uh, yep. So this this test, and I don't know how you know we've talked about this before on the show, and I'm not sure. How frequently you tune in and everything. And listen, we're every not week, here to day. hate. Every week, every day. We love you too, man. Uh, we're not here to hate. We are not here to do any of that kind of stuff. It, you know, and, and sometimes it gets looked at that this way. However, this soil test, uh, in any like it, that, uh, JP, can you flip to the other side? Can you flip to the bar graph portion for me for just a second? And I'd like to say a little bit about this real quick. Okay. So the so this one. bar graph is not the right bar graph. It would be the other bar Don't, graph. It, that's that's okay. There we go. Look at this. This guy. Man, you are on top of it. Emmy winning stuff right here. He's gonna mute my mic if I don't. Sh- what the hell I got, you bitch? All right. So, um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, a couple of things. Don't ever worry about the bar graph. The bar graph is there to give you a graphical representation. I could have my uh, beautiful daughter do a finger painting in this portion of the soil test, and it might mean more than what this what this bar graph does. Uh, and she does no beautiful attention. finger paintings, by the way. So, I would, all right, I would love her finger paintings way over this. This bar graph is the, terrible. The other, the other part here is any fertilizer test that suggests specific products. Uh, you got to be a little bit careful about that now. Um, if it's a if it's a particular soil test from an accredited lab and it's connected in some way, shape, or form to a product provider, I give that a little bit more credence because some labs will partner right with uh, manufacturers and say, "Hey, you know, yeah, we want we want good soil and lab you know lab results, right? But we need to 
you know, um, show what we could provide right in that space. I'm a little bit leery of those, but I'm very leery of this because of the lack of correlation and lack of data. So, like, again, yep. uh, we can go back to the data real quick, J-Pink. Emmy. Emmy. I can he hear. has the right one. I'm so impressed. Okay, I was going to say, I was, I was kind of guessing there. It was 50-50 chance. So. A 50-50 shot, <laughs> yeah. Every, he, got a, he got a 34 in his ACT literally by choosing C on every single choice. That's what he did. <laughs> And he actually wrote the he actually wrote the letter C four thousand times for his essay and written portion. Still got the thirty four. It's amazing. He's that good. And I and I gotta highlight one more thing. You see this six point six five pH? Yes. Don't you believe it? <laughs> it's okay. perfect. Isn't well, it? and tell him why. Tell him no. why. Okay. The reason why I don't believe it is because. There have been many times when we've had people show us these tests done by this company. Yep. And then they get another soil test done at a reputable lab that meets Ryan DeMay's standards. And fucking high. Yep. And what happens is when it gets tested at a proper lab, the pH is often off by at least a half a point, at least, if not I, more. I can believe it. And I think. Do you know? I think wh- this is high. And do you know? Oh, so- yeah. And do you know why I don't believe the, these pH values? It's because if somebody's calcium levels, detectable calcium, are as high as yours are. It is very hard for pH to be low. It's extremely hard. Yeah, unless and that's somebody. That... Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Unless somebody has been throwing down bags and bags and bags of gypsum, it's it's very difficult for calcium to be high and pH to be under seven. Hard to do that. Uh, I, I will say, yeah, I'm not an expert, and I haven't seen everything and all that. You know, all those disclaimers, but uh, I've never seen that. Never seen that. Situation, so you've never seen it. Sure, you've never seen it happen, right, Brian? No, I mean, and I'm not like calling. I'm just saying, okay. So we're trying to take it on face value. So here is what I can tell you. You know, in looking at the test and trying to make sense of what's here, right? Because we don't have a whole lot to go on. And let, let me kind of round this out to give you a little bit of perspective here is this, is, okay, you know, if we are using a reputable lab and we are using, um, you know, ground-tested data, right, that we have uh, extractants, right, that we use for the soil that give us repeatable values, right, for that soil, we can then take those values and say, okay, hey, uh, you know, Ray, we're at uh, 25 parts per million with a malic 3 extractant on our phosphorus. Well, we know mm-hmm. that that's on the lower end of the scale, but we can still grow pretty good turf at 25 parts yeah. per million. Some right. people can, might want to go a little bit higher and give a bigger buffer, right, Ray? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends some on the people, situation. It depends, yeah. on, depends on pH, depends on a number of different factors. Here, 5 to 11. 5 to 11 what? 5 to 11, like you just asked, Sparky, yep. 5 to 11 parts per million, 
Five to eleven parts per billion. Five to eleven uh, finger puppets. Uh, you know, <laughs> it might as well be finger puppets, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, sock puppets. They where did they go? I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Too many. Uh, I'll well, tell you what. It's Matt, all. It's all the. What? That, that's what Matt's doing in the truck right now. He's got finger puppets. He's he's pretending you guys are there with them. Maybe I think I I, I would uh, and I would tell this to Matt too. And he's a conspiracy theorist like me. He would agree that uh, it's probably all the foot fetish people that have stolen the dirty socks, and we can no longer play with sock puppets. So shame on you, foot fetish people. But back to the soil test. So I think what we're trying to do here is create a picture from something we don't have a really good data set on. But we can look at some trends and things like that and try to figure out what's going on here. So all that being said is tell us about, based on this and, you know, from the back end of last year, so let's just say from September on, like before you, just before you did the soil test, on into this particular spring, what uh, fertilizers and rates have you put down, you know, in that last, say, oh, uh, let me think here, eight and a half months, nine months, something like that? Yep, so right after I got the soil test back, I saw my phosphorus was low, put a starter for it out. Um, I would say the Yard Mastery app is great for journaling what you did. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to write it down or anything like that, it's it's great. It's a great way to journal it. It has it in there. Um, there may even be a screenshot of what I did last year. Oh, yeah? Um yeah, maybe. Okay. Not the um, not that I got. Okay. Ooh. Not a problem. So I had a starter for. Yeah, Give me dates. I got those. Give me dates. But I didn't get any of the others. Oh wow, that's yeah. a beautiful view, man. Beautiful. View. Yeah. The, the college. Yeah. The college is nearby. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. I can I can feel that that weather in that picture. That feel. Oh that, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. It's uh hoodie in a bonfire and you know yeah peeing buddy on fire, pee, peeing on the fire after you drink your eighth beer because you don't want to go too far and trip. I've, I don't I don't make it much there. past the first one, uh, Ryan. Yeah, we, hey, it's a it's a bad news when you when you wet your pants at that bonfire. That's when you throw the chair in the fire and go to bed. You know, just change your clothes and start again the next day. But okay, so the 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 starter app. What day was what day was that and what rate was that? Do you have that um, information? Hold on, let me let me open up the app. I yeah. have no idea. Um, Sorry, like have I you said, tried to turn it off and turn it back on? I <laughs> is that an IT joke? Stop it. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> um, so in the last year, I did a starter for nine twenty six twenty one. Uh, soil temp was sixty degrees. Okay. Um, so I did eighteen twenty four six. Okay. Pretty good. And that's a um, three pounds. Per thousand? Uh, Aren't all those rates three pounds per thousand? I think it it it, it, it must be whatever the rate okay. is on the bag. It's a tractor supply bag. I got it for ten dollars. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ray. You overpaid. You overpaid. No, there's no, nothing, dude. There's no, actually, wrong. actually, you know what? I am not offended or upset by less. And I, and I grabbed an extra bag. No, I'm not. I'm not a fit or upset or, or offended because, as you know, my favorite go-to fertilizer when it fits the bill is 
inexpensive one one one. That's right. Not, not a not a lawn fertilizer. Not, not some fancy do all be all last uh, last the entire growing season. You know, fertilizer. No, I just want regular immediate release one one one. And prior to this year, that was not an expensive product. That that was oh uh, yes. That was not not terrible. <laughs> Literally, the 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 basic bitch UGG boot Starbuck drinking one 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 here is now mm-hmm. more than double the price. Oh yeah, I saw the prices, year. man. I grabbed an extra bag last year because you guys said the prices were going to be going up. You listen to this. You listen there. to this. These guys, they'll let they'll right tell there. you the news. Right there. Mm-hmm. That's everything you need to know. <laughs> My router isn't working. Have you tried shitting on the carpet? What? What? Sir, I'm just trying to do my job. (laughs) I love that one. Every time I need a quick pick-me-up, I look at that. So, okay. Let's dive back into here. So, we have the starter fertilizer app on 926. Anything else the rest of the year? I did my winterizer app, which uh, RK recommends your last winter app to be around October. So, you only get 70% of that available nutrients. Um, I believe, or something like that. I can't remember. A little less than that at that point, but yeah, go well, on, yeah. go on. How much? Was was, what was that? Twenty second. It was twenty four zero six, and it was. Uh-huh. Um, it had the um, slow release in it. Um, uh huh. To get it through the winter. Um, and then that was that was it. Um. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't actually put this in here. Uh oh. Stupidly. I stupidly. Don't don't, I, uh, don't add don't add the adjective the adverb there until we we decide here, okay? Are you are you ready for this? I watched a how to with Doc. Um, if, if, if no if nobody knows where he is, uh, he is in the south. He is uh, growing Bermuda grass, um, uh, which he recommended anyway. at the time. <laughs> he recommended at the time. I I know I know. Uh, I did a prodiamine application zero uh, zero seven. Um, at the end of last year, I don't know when it was, so I didn't write it down. It's not on here, um, but I'm I'm guessing okay. most of it leached. Most of it leached away. It was probably I think it was in November. There was still no snow. Okay, now I was stopping those winter year. weeds. Uh, something, stopping something. Yeah, stopping something. There's uh, the good news is there's no crabgrass in the aquifer this year, and we're all set. All right. Now there was no there was no crabgrass in the middle of summer either. Really, well, uh, I don't have a crabgrass issue. I was gonna say the, cl- really the climate up climate up there and your cut will dictate uh, much of your crabgrass pressure or lack thereof. All right, take me into this year, and let's talk about you know. So winter really didn't break for you until you said last month April. So in the last you know two months, <laughs> excuse me, we, six we weeks, had all whatever. sixty all sixty inches of snow. Okay, so have you I'm put not, anything not, down on the lawn yet? Uh, yeah, so I did a uh, so I did a foliar application, my first ever foliar application from RK, lawn supply company, um, with an eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I did point seven two ounces per thousand. Did that do anything? Maybe might have woke it up. It was in uh, the soil temp was forty two. It was April seventh. 
So that was 0.72 dry ounces, right? So uh, let's do the math. I, on I did that. I did a calculation to get the 0.72 because because on the on the thing it recommended four ounces per thousand. So why you, so why the the, low, the so, super low rate? Uh, just to wake it up. Something? Just to wake it up. I wanted to do more. I didn't know how quickly I was going to go through four gallons on the entire lawn, and I went through. It took me. I must have been walking like crazy because I did the entire twenty-two thousand square feet with uh, sixteen ounces of eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. So with one pound of eighteen, 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 sixteen dry ounces. Yeah, it, basically. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we have four, four gallons. Let's do the, so. So right, it's so 16 divided gallons. by 22, basically. Yep, right? 16 divided by 22, and then 4 22. gallons to cover 22. So you're spraying at about 0.18 gallons per thousand, which is kind of low. Okay, so there's a couple things to talk about. So um, Did my math wrong? Here, no, 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 you're fine. You're, your math is actually right. So, okay, here's a few things to talk about. All right, and let's break this down uh, here. With the time we have left is, I think, what would be helpful to talk about um, would be how to build a fertilizer program that's going to work best for you while incorporating the products that you like to use based on cost, availability, your, you know, your loyalties. Everybody's got you know, brand loyalties and things like that. So that being said, a couple of things that I heard as, as you went through that, right? And I'm not being critical. I, I, I want you to take this as, hey you've you've spit it out like if i was gonna ask for it help which i could use all day long i would trust that you would be hey here's what you need to do so all right so a few things on the starter app i don't think there's anything wrong with that based on that soil test you know again trust it and take it with a grain of salt uh i would highly recommend that um that last one try to garbage well it it just it there's not a lot that we can glean from it and then apply right we're just left to take their recommendations and word for number one how those results correlate to what a acceptable or target value is, and then we're also given the products to apply that fit within that mold, right? Uh, and so, uh, you know, I think everybody here, uh, and I'll speak for Matt even to say that we're not keen on that test uh, really at all. So my advice there would be number one is to get a soil test through a reputable lab. Uh, these are available through Waypoint through uh spectrum analytic uh who else am i missing right those are the two big ones that i commonly use i, I those midwest are good labs. places to start midwest, midwest labs, there labs you go. and Mid- isn't there like a Do- logan a logan lab logan's okay i would stick I, I there's nothing wrong with them but uh they're easy to get in and out of too so any of those ones are fine uh midwest labs though uh choosy moms choose best and john pickerton's mom chooses midwest labs so Take that for is what there, it's worth. Is there a website where I can find a close by waypoint or find one of these labs that are close by and, and, and grab something you don't really, to get a sample? Uh, you don't need anything to get a sample. So let's, Ray, if you could real quickly describe how Sparky can pick himself up a sample and do it without having any of those special tools, gadgets, gizmos, or all the other actually things that the cool kids are using. Oh, well, shit. Actually, well. You actually did. Well, get you got one. a little yeah, probe. You got a little half-inch probe. Yeah, from Yard Mastery. Sucks. Yeah. Don't don't buy it. Okay. All right. No. Okay. Do what okay. you want. Okay. Well, step one: put on some disposable gloves when you're handling soil, and the reason why you do this is because the oils and salts present on your fingers 
will throw off the effect, the actual test results. So minimize contamination of the sample. Step two, you know, when you are sampling soil for turf grass, try to stick to a consistent soil sampling depth of, say, four inches. So drive that probe down four inches and get a four-inch plug of soil. And, of course, take away the very top of that plug that contains all of your grass and your thatch and your and your grass, you know, clippings. And other thing that I would probably suggest is think about whether you just want a general sample. And, and in that case, you just randomly go all throughout the yard and pick what you, you know, pick spots and take samples and then aggregate the samples. Or if you have areas that are a definite issue or problem for you, then you segregate those areas and you take samples from your problem child area and you definitely designate that, keep it separate from the rest of the samples and you treat that as a specific area and you have the lab will, lab run the tests on that sample separately from your general sample. I'm going to go ahead and throw you a link mm -hmm. in the uh, chat here. And that way you can watch in uh, our hero, Ryan Noor, uh has a, uh, a good video on how to do this and get started with it. So, um, All his videos so anyway, Hey, don't encourage him. All right, no kidding. I, I <laughs> and uh, uh, all right, so we've got our soil test, and that's that's going to be a key thing. Now, you know, the results that you get right now, uh, I think, would be important to do before you make any granular applications. The application that you just made is really not going to skew your results in any way, shape, or form. Appreciate another material. application. Oh, what did you do? Well, I did the 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 built proceeding. I did the mesotrion application. Oh, what is that? Uh, it's like high P or something like that, right? I can't remember what the Isn't analysis is. Isn't that like a 22-24? 2 or something four, like that or 5? Or yeah, like, yeah, 4. Five and yeah, then, something like that, yeah. And, and then they have uh, enough mesotrione in there to be equal to, I believe, the 8-ounce per five acre. 5-ounce. 5-ounce, oh, just 5. Yeah, because after that you're going to squirt some shit. Yeah, make, oh, so they right got to keep it. They got to keep it down. Then it, it yeah. smokes some smoke stuff. stuff. Smoke. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Well, I I don't take mesotrione lightly. Yeah, because I'm, it is kind of a it was it is kind of a powerful product. Uh, well, wait till you see that applied as a liquid spray, and in combination with certain herbicides, then that gets fun. Yeah, I, uh, have... I actually bought some. I have, I have, a, okay. I have my own liquid application of it, so I'm, I'm ready to go. I got some triclopyr, and I've got some uh, fiesta. Uh, if I want to spike it a little bit, add a little iron. Actually, um, don't. Ooh, yeah, don't. don't oh, yeah, don't do those. So, don't would you get that. the fiesta? Uh, would you get the fiesta for? I'm just curious, real quick. Uh, so originally I started out with some organic, more organic 
more natural applications and um mm -hmm. that's that's what happened to the triclic here uh, or to the uh sorry the creeping charlie that's what happened to the creeping charlie in, in that one photo earlier a uh, oh that was it. the fiesta it was fiesta well actually i just took some uh chelated iron um mm -hmm. added some salt um which is which is terrible for your lawn don't do that wait what did you um, what kind of salts did you add a non-iodinized salt whoa so not, table, not table salt Woo. well that's still that's still no good because the, yeah. that is just giving the lawn a stroke essentially sodium I'm, everything was dead everything was dead <laughs> by the time i did my fourth application it was all dead most of the grass was that too. Oh, yeah, because I got to tell you, what I know about Kentucky bluegrass and rye and fescue is that those grasses don't do well with too much sodium. They just don't, are not into it. I mean, if yep. you told me you were salting a Bermuda lawn or a Zoysia lawn, I'd say you'd have a chance. Okay. Yeah, cool season because those grass. Grasses are so yeah. Yeah, well, you the, see, they don't do salt. I mean, because warm season grasses, on the other hand, are beachfront. Think Florida and Hawaii. So, you know, they can deal. But then, please don't give your Kentucky bluegrass salt. I don't care if it's non-iodinized. <laughs> Luckily, I received yeah, it after this. So, it all came in, yeah. and we're all good now. But at the time, mm -hmm. I, uh, I did some market blue, and I saved some of that grass at the top of the screen. Um, because I was able to see mm -hmm. where I was spraying. Um, okay. So okay. That, that... So the uh, let's go back to the fertilizer thing for for a second. So again, um, so on the fertility piece, uh, the growing the, out of control. The... Piece, by the way, my grass. I've, I just mowed it last night, and I mowed it like four days ago. Telling you right now that That's that okay. nitrogen is pumping right now, especially with that eighty degree weather we just had. Man, the grass is growing like nobody's business. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, you know, but when did you do that uh, Scotts application? I did it last. Oh no, I did it uh, April 24th. Soil yeah. soil temp was 50. Yep. So yeah, it's often it's often running there. So um, a couple of things then. So on that last app, the the winterizer app, you know, um, I heard you say that you know that 50 percent will carry it through the winter don't need that because at that point remember the grass is not really utilizing those nutrients necessarily in the way of it's producing uh you know sugars not it's not photosynthesizing right so at that time of year right you're pushing more root growth towards the end of the year as top growth ceases and then kind of most physiological processes cease now through the winter time obviously the plant still needs to keep itself alive so it is still consuming right the uh Carbohydrate reserves that it's pushed down into roots, and that's where you get that root growth from. Uh, so that 50% of extra nutrients, it doesn't really go anywhere except for, you know, it, it's... Uh, down the drain? You know, uh, down the drain, yeah, because that particular Straight product there, in the way that uh, it is all put together, is uh, basically through water loss. It has nothing to do with microbial activity, soil temperatures, anything like that. It strictly has to do with soil moisture, and so... That's all going to go away. Uh, you'll see different people do tests and buckets and swish it around and say, hey, look, it's still here after I shake it up in a bucket or 
you know, a martini glass or something like that. But uh, it's, I can assure you that it's not the best thing to do. So in that case, that's an opportunity to use some of that, uh, I don't want to say cheap, less expensive fertilizer that you're able to pick up at some of these big box stores and things like that. So um, the Scott's lawn food stuff, wherever you choose the shop. One dollar. One dollar for five thousand. The the small bag for five thousand square feet. It was the expert garden twenty four twenty five four one dollar. Can't beat it. Hey, hey, you know what? Again, I don't get all snobby about inexpensive fertilizers because if it provides the nitrogen, the phosphorus, potassium, whatever you need, that's what you need. You don't need part of the cost of the bag to be some clown on YouTube telling you that you need to buy this stuff, okay? That, that, that shouldn't be the part of the cost of the bag. Seriously. Just saying. No, <laughs> so, I, I agree. And, and I can tell you one more thing. Here's a good one to find if you can get a hold of it in Walmart or Lowe's or whatever. See if you can get a hold of some 2100 ammonium sulfate. Won't that lower the, yeah. lower the pH, though? It will, but uh, not appreciably. In and you're really not. You're in, you're in the go zone. Uh, well, yeah. you could be a plus. Did, we, did you mention that, Ray? I can't remember about the MySol test that you could be plus or minus okay. half a point. Yep. So, it's half a okay. point. It, it, it's high by half a point. I, I did a I did a soil probe and it, it is high. It's, it well, their you're test at like is six. High. You're you're at six. You think six six and a half now? Is that because oh, my new soil test yeah. has me at seven? That's go zone, man. You're in, you're yeah. You're in great shape. Okay, you, don't you know to worry what? about that. You know if your my soil test says that you're at about seven in real life, a lot of people that get have a seven soil pH actually are playing with 7.5. And in that case, if I had 7.5 soil, I would be throwing 2100 anytime I needed nitrogen. And the time that I would be doing it on a cool season lawn would be the last two to three fertilizer applications before the lawn goes dormant in the fall. And you know what's good about that kind of an application? The it, grass it brings it out. No, the grass picks it up immediately, uses all of it, incorporates it all into its tissues, and then it's no longer in the environment. Huh. That's impressive. You see, twenty one zero no twenty one zero zero is not some magical <laughs> slow release fertilizer. It is an immediate release source of nitrogen that has a very high efficiency of utilization. So you put down, say, two and a half to three pounds of ammonium sulfate or 2100 per thousand square foot, and you do that two or three times before the grass finally goes dormant, come spring you probably won't need to apply any kind of nitrogen fertilizer to the lawn because the grass will wake up when it warms up and absolutely be ready to go. How do you feel about a calcium nitrate in the, uh, in the fall? Whoa. If if I'm worried about pH. 
Okay. Calcium nitrate is good. However, I don't think you need it. No, I don't think you need it because the one thing that I know about a mysoil test is that if mysoil detects high levels of calcium, you probably have more than enough calcium. Okay, and and calcium nitrate is something that I will swap out for a 2100 application on soils that verifiably are acid. Okay. But so like a five or not, something like that? Like a five, exactly. Like if somebody comes to me with a five or a 5.5 soil and it's verified by a reputable lab like Spectrum or, uh, or Waypoint, then I swap out Alder N for Cal Nitrate. And by the way, Cal Nitrate is kind of an expensive application. Yeah, I, I looked know. it up. It's super expensive. Yeah, because uh, like for me, I get calcium nitrate wholesale, and it is about $35 for 50 pounds. Yeah, that sounds about right. $35 or $40 for, 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 yeah, and so I would avoid it unless I totally needed it. And additionally, if your soil is already high calcium and alkaline, it actually operates in reverse and you don't derive a benefit from it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So in other words, I'm telling you only do what you absolutely need to do. Okay. <laughs> so I do want to touch on my summer application. So like my August application of like mm -hmm. a prodiamine or a dithiopyr or like a, the pre-emergent of um, POA. Can sure. I do, mm -hmm. can I do a, so the bags at Lowe's, they sell a prodiamine application. I think it's made for 18,000 square feet, something like that. And then there's uh -huh. a dithiopyr application of 3005. Um, it's dimension. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it says 0.21%. Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't a bag. You you probably find it. Um, it's like sixty or seventy dollars. Can I apply both on my twenty two thousand square feet and get a appreciable effect on uh, pre emergent opoa? Or Why should, apply should both? I do? Just curious. Or should I buy two things of prodiamine or? Oh, just to stretch out your because it's eighteen thousand square feet and you got twenty or twenty two. Is that the question? Right, twenty two. Yep. Uh okay. Okay. Um Or should I try I... to like put like a quarter of a bag in <laughs> for the last app, you know, for the last round? <laughs> so I would Ryan say this... and get one of those those cups where you measure it and put it on a scale and you should spray it. That's what I was just about to say. I'd spray it. Yeah, it's, I get, I mean, it's getting I get high though. Really it's, good. It's like ninety ninety dollars a. What is it? A five gallon or something like that? Oh no 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 no! Hang on! No. Hang on! Hang on! No. Wait uh, a minute. Let me uh, let me get you some. And let let me 
let me just kind of explain something to you about that five pound bag or bottle of prodiamine <laughs> WDG. For most cool season lawns, that five pound package represents anywhere from five to seven and a half Ugh. acres worth of applications. So I don't get upset about a high initial purchase price because here's the thing about prodiamine water dispersible granules. You keep it in your basement out of the sun, out of the, you know, changes in temperature and whatever you can keep that and use that for years. I'm going to go a step. I'm going to go a step further because I'll tell you what I hate. Prodiamine WDG and mixing it up in small quantities in a backpack sprayer. You know where my head's going, Ray? And it's not cheap. We're, we're, but yeah, Prodiamine, I would go with Prodiamine liquid. Prodi- the, yes, the 4L I was looking at that. It's not cheap. Okay. It, and, it, well, well it's not about... cheap. Let's go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Ray. It's certainly not expensive, but here's, though. But here's my, my little beef with Prodiamine SC. Okay. What I know about Prodiamine SC is that upon storage, right, once you open yeah. the bottle or whatever, or, or even, if, if it, even if you stored it for a while, yep. then I have issues with the product falling out of suspension and having all of these chunks and flakes that don't want to go into suspension versus if I have the WDG, a little bit mm-hmm. of mixing puts it in suspension, and I'm good to go. I've never had issues with WDG products. I've had a lot of issues with products that come to me in a gallon or two-and-a-half-gallon jug already like turned into an orange milkshake, for example. Yep. I've had trouble. So, Have you, because when, it, when it turns into that milkshake, can you mix it back, or is that just not possible? It Okay, the problem is, is that when it turns into that, comes out of suspension, it turns into these flakes and chunks that... Like crystallizes? Do not, it crystallizes, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Versus a WDG, okay, be a man and put it in the, in the tank and shake it until it goes into suspension. All right, I'm just saying. I, you know, I've not had as many issues with that, and given the size of his lawn, if he is doing two apps a year, you know, that's only four years at the label rate, the low label rate. You know, that's at the 16 fluid ounce per acre rate. You could go as high as probably in his area, uh, 24 ounce rate, and forgive me for not giving the AI calculations here in my head, but, uh, yeah, you could... You know, you're talking. Uh, well, what's it come out to here? It was like 340 is what I saw, and let's just say that you get uh, six applications out of that. Oh, 56 bucks an app on a half an acre. That's not bad. Two dollars and ten cents. Two dollars and twenty cents a thousand. I could live mm-hmm. with that. If I had. I must to. say, I'm pretty happy so, with the 22,000 square feet. The rest is woods. So I actually live on an woods. acre, but. 
Sparky Wood in the woods. I like it. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, uh, like a uh, a country music festival thing, you know. Where's RK? Come on, bring him in the chat. I don't know. He's 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 somewhere. He's buying beer for this weekend. Is what he's doing. Um, he's stone. I would assume. Oh, uh, totally. So, uh, yeah, absolutely one of the best. Okay. So uh, I would just say that, you know, pick pick one of those and stick with it. And, yeah, you're going to have a little bit left over because of the bag sizing, things like that. Um, you know, you don't have to buy the uh, professional supply houses in your area and try to find out what they have in stock. And then maybe, you know, you have an opportunity to buy something that might uh, fit your uh, both budget and uh, size of lawn just a little bit better. So I encourage you to do that. What other questions? We're getting close on time here, so I want to make sure that we if you have any uh, you know things you want to touch on here before we get out of here and go to the after show. Just uh, you know anything else you want to talk about? Man, I uh, I think I've. Uh... Just about ran out of things to talk about after. Uh, oh two, man! Two well, for right now, oh. for the for right now, listen. Hey, you know the opportunity to come back on will certainly present itself. I have no doubt about that. And uh, you know, I I think it's one of those things where, you know, we can tell you're eager. We could tell that you're excited about it. And I think the you know the big things, the big takeaways, I would say, is just you know continue. Uh, <laughs> Eric, I love you so much. I love you so much. Eric is a naughty, uh, naughty man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those on the podcast, uh, something came across our screens uh, that we can't repeat. Um, I'll say it. What is? Wait, let me go back and read it. I want to make sure I read it. In Derek would read it with such more bravado, but I will just read it monotone. Uh, he gave twenty dollars and said, "I want to blast those finger legs." So, um, me too, Derek. All right. Um, you know, listen. I would just say this is that uh, probably the the I understand the weed concerns and I understand messing around with the products. I think uh, the couple of things, if I were you, what I would work on is really try to hone in on. Uh, the basics, right? And I don't mean that to yep. say that, uh, you know. Well, it's it, only my it, first you, year, really. So a couple things I would recommend that you do. Number one is if you have the means, the time, and the desire to read and learn, if you're that kind of person, uh, sure. I would start with uh, going to www.turfpath.com slash book. And I get absolutely $0 for this, but Altersian and uh, his compatriot, John Kaminsky, have wrote a fantastic text. It's a great uh, primer on everything that goes into uh, the science, the maintenance, the art of uh, turf grass management, and I think it's a great place to start. Um, so I would highly encourage you to jump in on that. That's going to give you a lot of basics relative to uh, the physiology of the plants that we're growing, the stresses that they undergo, how to combat some of that kind of stuff, the why of what is happening. Uh, it's always good when somebody explains the why to you. And, um, you know, I, the other things there, too, I think that I would focus in on is uh, fertilizer and fertility programming and understanding the why, when, and how of that piece. Uh, that's going to be really, really important so that you're just not 
you know, why am I picking the product I'm picking, right? And but, how does it fit in? R- because there's always going to go ahead. But RD, I've I've watched enough of Ryan Orr. I know everything. Oh, listen, <laughs> nobody knows everything, right? I know you're being facetious. I know you're joking around, but uh, man, it it is something else. Uh, and and Ray could tell you the same thing. I know that's one thing that um I think separates us and i'll go ahead and i'll brag for a minute i don't really care so if you're listening and you don't like what i have to say well kiss my ass but um (laughs) i think we're we're very um each of us ray matt myself are are all very um egotistical in our own way very confident in our own way but i mean i would be too if i if i made a bermuda grass uh you know football field it looks great man uh, that's you know, i appreciate that but at the same time i think we're all very humble and realize that the minute you think you have this all figured out and i know this goes for any industry and we don't know anything other than this because again we're degenerates and this is the space that we live in and we can't get out of it's our livelihood it's our hobby it's our lifestyle and uh you know it we, the minute you think you have it all figured out is when it rolls you and makes you look really bad so I think that's the number one thing that separates us is like just, you know, constantly learning. So I would encourage you to constantly be learning and finding new ways uh, to level up, right? So I think the fertility piece will be an important thing for you of learning that. And the other thing with respect to the weeds is uh, whether it's weeds, diseases, insects, is pick the one thing that is the baddest mf on the block for you and learn how to deal with that effectively and learn the ins and outs of it effectively. Other stuff will come and the other stuff will go but especially in your climate, if you could pick the worst one, the worst disease, the worst insect, the worst weed, and deal with those and learn about you know, how to eradicate those and how to deal with those and manage around the cyclical nature of those seasons, the cyclical nature of their life cycles, all that kind of stuff, you will be much better off. So those are my homework assignments for you. Other than that, I want to thank you. I want to thank your family, your cohorts, your compatriots. We had a lot of tickets you had to leave at Will Call to get into this thing. So that people could watch, and uh, you know, next time maybe we'll get them a luxury suite. You know, we got uh, I don't Making know, Ray. Maybe we'll box. have a luxury suite. Can yeah, I get into Arrowhead VIP. Stadium. We can we can get into Arrowhead. You know, so Ray is uh, probably gonna go he's, so he can satisfy C- Sheila. He's probably gonna have to go into the locker room after the game and raid the dirty socks. You know, and make this all happen because uh, ain't no stinky socks <laughs> like Sparky socks, baby. So. I told you yeah. I'd get Sparky in there somehow. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, we're going to the after show. We love you. Thank you so much. Thank you to Sparky. Ray, thank you. I love you. Matt, well, I'll see you later. Yeah.